Welcome to the Eddie Hyatt Podcast. I am your host and teacher, Eddie Hyatt. So glad you joined me today as we continue our series on characteristics of a heaven-sent revival. And for the last, I think uh, this will be the either the third or fourth day, we've been talking about revival praying, characteristics of revival praying, the kind of prayer that will bring revival. Because you see, real revival is directly connected with believing prayer. Real revival is not it's not a relig- a planned, orchestrated religious event. It is a visitation from heaven as much as the day of Pentecost was. It is a visitation from heaven given in response to the believing, sincere prayers of God's people. And this is what is needed for the church and the nation and the nations today is heaven-sent revival. Uh, we have talked about, and we're talking about uh, characteristics of revival praying. We talked about prayer that is intent, meaning it is sincere, it is earnest, it is passionate. Uh, if you didn't hear that uh, that episode, you need to go back and listen to it. That was about two days ago, I believe. Uh, yesterday, we talked about prayer that is focused, that is prayer that is objective and specific, not ambiguous general prayers, but we see in Scripture that God wants us to come to Him and and tell us specifically what we would like for Him to do. You know, throughout Scripture, God is is uh, is presented as being like a parent, like a father. Now, can you imagine uh, at, at Christmas time a uh, the, the parents ask a, a child, say, uh, Johnny, Susie, what, what would you like to have for Christmas? Oh, just whatever you want to give me. Well, I, I would like to give you what you would like to have. Oh, I don't know. Just I just would like for you to give me whatever you, you think I would like to have. You know, I, I think that they would get a little irritated and say, come on now, kid, tell me what you want. And uh, so in a similar fashion, there are times, yes, there are times that we need to pray. We just worship God. Um, we're not always coming to him with a with, with a list of things that we want him to do. We spend time in worship, in praise, and in fellowshipping with him. And uh, and there are times where we don't know his will that we pray, Lord, your kingdom come, your will be done in this situation. But then there are other times where because of the word of God and the spirit of God, we know what God wants to do. And so we uh, we pray specific, objective prayers. And I gave some examples of that uh, yesterday. So go back and listen to that if you missed it. Now, today I want to talk about prayer that is bold, bold praying. You know, and even when I say this, I'm reminded of Hebrews 4, 16, where it tells us that because of the blood of Jesus Christ, it says, therefore, let us come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find help in the time of need. And I also wanted to share a passage with you where Jesus talked specifically about praying with boldness, bold asking. And this is found in Luke chapter 11, verse 1. It says, now it came to pass as he, talking about Jesus, he was praying in a certain place. When he ceased, that one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, 
as John also taught his disciples. So he said to them, when you pray, say, our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And then he gave them what we call the Lord's Prayer. Well, it's really the disciples' prayer because it, it was given in response to the request of the disciples to teach them to pray. And what we have here is Jesus gathering together the great themes and priorities of prayer. The great themes and priorities of prayer. Uh, if you want to repeat it verbatim, that's fine. But it wasn't given to just be a rote prayer to be repeated over and over. For we do not see Jesus or the disciples using it in that way. But I believe that Jesus brought together the great themes, the great priorities of prayer to help us to understand how to how to guide, how to uh, as a guide, how that we are to direct our prayers. Now. We get down to verse 5, and he's still answering their question, Lord, teach us to pray. And he said to them, which of you shall have a friend and go to him at midnight? Say to him, friend, lend me three loaves. For a friend of mine has come to me on his journey, and I have nothing to set before him. And he will answer from within and say, do not trouble me. The door is now shut, and my children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give to you. I say to you, Though he will not rise and give to him because he is his friend, yet because of his persistence, he will rise and give him as many as he needs. I'm reading the New King James. Persistence is not the best uh, translation of that Greek word. Luke wrote his gospel in Greek uh, because we we think of persistence as something we just keep on, we keep on, keep on. Now, there, there is a place and application for that, but that's not what Jesus said here. The word that he used, that, that Jesus actually used, was a word that means shameless. That's why I believe it's the NIV that translated as boldness. I say to you, though, he will not rise and give to him because he is his friend, yet because of his boldness, because of his shameless asking, he will rise and give him as, as whatever he needs. Now, uh, let, me, let me set this in context. Jesus tells a story of a certain person who had a friend who came to him at midnight. He was in a journey. And uh, now you have to realize this, this is an ancient culture. It is primarily an, a, a farming culture, a rural culture. And uh, the people go to bed, as we used to say, they go to bed with the chickens. In other words, they go to bed uh, at sunset or, or not too long afterwards. And families were large. And, and often, especially in the wintertime, they would keep uh, some of their animals in, in the house with them, you know, a large, be a large room. And so for somebody to come at midnight and banging on your door and wanting you to get up and feed them, this is really problematic. The, the babies are all going to wake up and start crying. The dog's barking. The sheep uh, uh lowing, whatever they do, and uh, it's going to be very chaotic. It would It's not something that you would do to somebody unless it was just absolutely necessary. And Jesus said that the person inside will say to the one who is a friend, who has come to him at midnight, his normal response will be, hey, don't trouble me. The door is shut and my children are with me in bed. I can't rise and give to you. Can't do it, my friend. You're going to have to go someplace else or just wait until morning. But look at verse 8. Jesus said, I say to you, though he will not rise and give it to him because he's his friend. 
he will not give him what he asks for because of their friendship, but because of his shameless asking, because of his bold asking, he will get right up and give him what he needs. In other words, he raps on the door. And he doesn't apologize all over himself and 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 uh, and saying, "Oh, I'm so sorry to wake you up," and 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 talking in low tones. But he he raps on the door and say, "Hey, friend, I need some food. Come on, get up, get me some food." <laughs> Even though he wouldn't do it out of friendship, because the person is so bold in their asking, he will get right up and give them what they need. Now Jesus is using this as an illustration. No illustrations are perfect, but he's using this as an illustration of. Prayer and how we need to be confident and bold in our praying. I think it's in First Corinthians. I'm sorry, First John. I'm going to turn over to that. I didn't have that on my list here, but but let me turn over to First John, chapter five, verse fifteen. It speaks of this kind of praying. First John, chapter one, verse fifteen. No, it's verse fourteen. It says, "Now this is the confidence." that we have in him. The NIV says, now this is the boldness that we have in him. Confidence and boldness are somewhat uh, synonyms. Now this is the boldness that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And we know that, he, and if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the depictions that we've desired of him. So uh, we can have boldness in prayer. Again, Hebrews 4, 16, let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace. Now, we can be bold in praying for revival because we know it is God's will. God has said that it shall come to pass in the last days I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. And that is revival. When the Holy Spirit breathes on a person, a congregation, a community, and, and breathes new life, into those congregations and into the people, and they're made alive in the Spirit. God, that's revival. And, and Jesus said, John 7, 37 through 39, whoever is thirsty, let him or her come to me and drink. As the scripture has said, out of their innermost being will flow rivers of living water. It's revival. That's that's new life. That's when the, the life of the Holy Spirit begins to flow and people are made anew and revived and renewed in the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to close with a reading from the autobiography of Charles G. Finney, uh, the, the famous revivalist of the 1800s. And he tells about praying for revival and, and the Holy Spirit coming upon him and causing him to pray leading him to pray in ways that he said alarmed him. Listen to this, and it had to do with, with praying boldly. He said, I had wonderful faith given to me at that time. And, and this is in praying for revival in, in upper state New York. He said, and I had some experiences that alarmed me. When alone, I would wrestle and struggle, and my faith would rise till I would say to God that he had made a promise to answer prayer and I could not and would not be denied. I would be so wrought up as to use such strong language to God in prayer. I felt so certain that he would hear me, and that faithfulness to his promises and to himself rendered it impossible that he should not hear and answer, that frequently I found myself saying to him, 
I hope you do not think that I can be denied. I come with your faithful promises in my hand, and I cannot be denied. <laughs> now, that, that is bold praying. That is bold prayers. Now, this is not selfish, arrogant praying. When I, and I'll give you an example of this in closing. When I was about seven years old, my, my family lived for a time in Salem, Oregon, and we lived right next to a railroad track. And there was like a, a water, some kind of watering station or something, but the train stopped just a little ways from our house. And this is the 1950s when there are a lot of hobos still riding the trains. And on a regular basis, we would get some people coming, you know, dressed very shabbily, unsh unkempt, unshaven, with their hat in their hand, knocking on the, the back door and uh, asking if we had any leftovers or anything. And my mother always had something that she would give them to eat. Well, when I was hungry, I did not go to the back door and ask if there was any leftovers. I walked in the front door sat down at the kitchen table. I said, where's the food? And my parents didn't say, why, you smart, alecky little so-and-so, who do you think you are? Get out of here. No, 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 no. Uh, they said, oh, it's coming. Just be patient. It, it's coming. Now, why did I have such boldness? Because I was part of the family. When you know that you're part of the family of God, you can come boldly into his presence. Come boldly to the throne of grace that you may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Oh, thank you, Lord. We're doing it today. Thank you for sending revival to every person listening to this episode. This is Eddie Hyatt. I hope you'll check out my website, eddiehyatt.com. And I'm recommending a particular book on revival that will greatly bless you. It's called 1726. 1726, with the subtitle, The Year That Defined America. And it's available on our website, eddiehyatt.com. It's also available on Amazon, and it'll be a great blessing to you. And I look forward to seeing you tomorrow.